Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. Praise the Lord. Before you sit down, high-five your neighbor. Just, again, don't hit him in the head, please. All right. Turn to your other neighbor and give him a fist pump. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. And good, good, good. Again, uh, we want to welcome you that are here. Um, on behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Ruben Reyna, and those that are you watching online, thank you for tuning in. Good. Well, let's get right into the Word of God, and would you just pray with me? Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'd like to speak to you on the, a topic called, We Can't Be Killed. We Can't Be Killed. There's a great debate that takes place in the basketball world today of who is the greatest GOAT. And, you know, everybody has their perspective of who the GOAT is. Is it Jordan? Is it LeBron? Is it Kobe? Is it Magic? And, and you, everybody has their own perspective of who the GOAT is. In the Bible... I think the greatest goat um, you know, writing in the scriptures is, is, is David. I mean, David is the goat in the Bible, aside from, you know, being Jesus. But David, I mean, there's so much that we can learn from the man of, of David. I, I've, all through my life, I've been inspired by what David has done and what he accomplished even in the times of his lowest, highest, lowest, back to the highest. Does that sound like any of us here today? King David was the most beloved king that Israel had and literally means beloved. And, and I want to speak to you on the, the subject and the backstory of David because there's so much that we can learn. Not only was David a great king and conquered, but also he was, we could see that he, he was really honest when it came into writing in the book of Psalms. He really was honest and true what he said and what he had to say to God. And we can learn a lot about a person by watching their external battles, not just the outer battles, but the, the inner and as well as the outer part. We can see and however, we learn a lot where basically you begin to look at David's life. You look at the external. You look at the internal. And a lot of us, we come into this place that we, we don't, we could hide the external battles that we're going through. But we can never hide the internal battles because the internal battles are within us. 
See, the external battles that we face, a lot of us, we're, we, we live in California. We're very close to Hollywood. So we're good actors when it comes to our emotions to God. It's the internal part where the devil grabs a hold of who we are as individuals. The internal part of who we are, and we begin to look at David's life. David has the best quotes throughout the entire Bible of what he went through throughout his life in his battles. First thing that we want to look at is the book of Psalms 59. And if I don't finish this, I, I can finish this another day but I really feel good to to preach are you okay with me preaching today <laughs> Psalms 59 and let's start with verse 9 and it says you are my strength I watch for you God are my fortress my God whom I can rely God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. But do not kill them, Lord, our shield, or my people will forget. In your might uproot them and bring them down. For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, uh, let them be caught in their pride, for the curses and the lies utter. Consume them in your wrath. Consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. They return at evening, snarling like dogs and prowl about the cities. And they wander about for the food and hell, uh, if not satisfied. But I will sing. I mean, you look at David here. I mean, David is just really pouring out of his heart he's angry for a very moment you see that and David is really at a frustrated point here and all of a sudden in verse 16 he sounds like us but I will sing your strength in the morning I will sing your love for you are my fortress my refuge in the times of trouble David is just really pouring out his heart. He's really has some anger in him. Can you tell? You don't want to say amen to anything because you're, you know where this is going. What started out as a wonderful devotion transition. I mean, David is here pouring out his heart. This is, he's, he's really telling a story, and God is our refuge, not from times of trouble, but in the times uh, of the trouble. And, and I want to speak to you on the, the subject that we can't be killed. And I say that is because if you look at God and see God, that you have the great advantage over the lies of the enemy. I know in the times of trouble, we feel that we don't have the great advantage in our lives, but we do have the great advantage over the enemy. And when we begin to look at this, there were times in David's life where he felt overwhelmed. The question is, is what was he going through in this moment? What was he facing in this moment? He had so much uh, uh, um, taking things in his life were basically in 
in his life uh, that he was pouring out his heart. He was pouring out what was taking place. Uh, and he begins to say uh, that, you know, he declares that, uh, you know, we know through the scriptures uh, we, uh, that we are more than conquerors. We know that, uh, that the Lord is with us. Uh, but, but have you ever been in a storm and ever been in a battle of your life where you're trying to convince yourself uh, that the Lord is with you? Have you ever tried to convince yourself that, that no matter what you heard over the pulpit, uh, no matter what you went through uh, and the last battle that you went through, you know that you made it, uh, but have you ever tried to convince yourself that, that the battle and the storm that you're going through right now uh, is that are you really going to make it? Uh, are you really going to make it out of this one? Because uh, the last one that you went through was a hard one uh, and you know if you've been serving God uh, a period of time uh, they get a little bit harder uh, they get a little bit more testier if that's a word uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, because we do try to convince ourselves uh, that we're going to make it there are some people that are watching there are some people in this room here today you're trying to convince yourself uh, that you're going to make it out of this one uh, you're trying to tell yourself uh, and you're trying to pump yourself up uh, that we're going to win this battle uh, but have you ever come to a point of your life where you pray and you ask God am I really going to make it out of this one am I talking to real people here why is it that we feel like that sometimes turn your Bibles over to the book of first Samuel chapter 19 because Hold your Bible there, but we have to look at the backstory of what took place in David's life. I've learned in my Christianity that God is not your refuge from your trouble, but He is your refuge in your trouble. And God is not the, my refuge in, in the trouble, but God is my refuge in the trouble. Uh, he is with me in my troubles. Uh, he is with me when I'm going through things. Uh, and some of the times in your life, you think uh, in your troubles, uh, am I, what a kind of training are you trying to get me, God? Uh, what are you trying to let me see through this time? Uh, you see, David wrote the book of Psalms 59. Uh, he's referencing his life. He's referencing uh, his successful times in his life uh, he's been anointed to be king uh, he's been anointed uh, but uh, throughout this time of him being anointed as king uh, he had to go through things in life before David ever was ever strumming a stroke he was actually in the sheep's pen giving them some fades that's what he was doing he was tending the sheep. And before he became king, he had to walk up to a giant named Goliath. I'm here today to tell you, don't wait until things uh, turn out positively uh, in your life to give God all the honor and the glory. Uh, don't wait till you're standing on dry ground to declare that God is with you. Uh, don't wait until everything is perfect in your life to enjoy the presence of God. Uh, don't wait until the, that everything is right in your life. Uh, you have to praise God uh, in the moments of your battles. Uh, you have to praise God uh, in the moments of the battles. 
battle that you're facing and what you're going through. That's where the testing is at when you praise him in the battle that you're going through. I love the fact that in the book of Samuel, chapter 17, we got to read that first uh, because this is where he begins to come. Uh, in uh, First Samuel, chapter 17, uh, verse 45, where David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and javelin, but I come to you uh, in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Uh, see, David was in testing here. Uh, David had to understand uh, that he had to go ahead uh, and fight a giant. Uh, he didn't realize uh, that the dodging that he had to go through uh, with the sword and the spear, uh, this was a testing moment for young David. Uh, this was a testing moment uh, in his life uh, of dodging swords uh, and dodging uh, spears in his life. Uh, see, some of us had some great moves uh, when we were out on the dance floor, uh, but we forgot some of our moves uh, when we came to God. Uh, some of us got to be able to get our groove back in because there are spears that are coming our way. There are things that are coming our way and you have to be able to dodge those things that are coming against us. David's confidence is not only something that he speaks, uh, but it's something that he walks on. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that our walk uh, has to match what our talk is. Uh, our talk gots to match what our walk is. Uh, we can't claim something and we don't even declare it. Uh, you can't say something uh, and you don't even believe it in. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, you may be in a battle, uh, but you gotta declare uh, that greater things are yet to come. When I praise God, I'm not praising God for the outcomes, uh, but I'm praising God uh, currently of what I'm experiencing uh, and what I'm going through. Uh, you have to understand that. Uh, you have to understand uh, that these are the things that you and I are going to face in our lives. First thing that we have to look at, there is a war that you and I are in. You are at battle. The war that David had fought because uh, he was doing great. He was anointed. He was anointed to be king. And I think Pastor Anthony said that the other day. Uh, if you're not going through anything uh, and the devil hasn't attacked you in a while uh, because you're no threat to him. Uh, but if you are going through a battle uh, and you are facing some things in your life uh, it's because you are a threat to the enemy. Uh, you are a threat uh, to what the devil wants to do and kill you and there is a war that you have to face David is wondering in his life what do I have to go through it is tough to be anointed is it tough to be anointed as king he just killed Goliath he just cut off his head and he goes to Saul's tent and says that you thought I was too small you thought I was too pointy you thought I looked like Pee Wee Herman, but look what I did. I killed him. I knocked him down. Here's his head. This is who I am. I know who I am. Saul is looking. And have you ever wondered sometimes in your life 
that some people that should be happy in your life, but they're actually jealous of your life. David is winning. His military career, his uh, music gig, uh, him being the sheep over the past. He, I mean, he is, he is successful here. After Goliath went down, David had to fight more Philistines. See, a lot of times in our lives, we think just because we fight, we won one battle, we can snooze it and kick back. It don't happen that way. It does not happen that way. Even the women love David. We see that in 1 Samuel chapter 18. They're singing David, David. They're dancing. They're dancing and singing David, David, David. He slayed the giant. I mean, they're shouting David. Can you imagine David's life? He's like, that's right. I slayed the giant. I'm bad. Ooh, come on somebody they're singing David 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 Psalms first Samuel chapter 19 is the original context in which Psalm was written We see in 1 Samuel chapter 19 is that we look into the struggle of life and we begin to look at this because in 1 Samuel chapter 19 verse 8 says that he would fight against the Philistines. The King James Version says that there is going to be war again in this belief of understanding is that every battle that you go through, every battle that you face, and every battle that you come out out of uh, there's a battle waiting for you uh, and I'm here today to tell you church uh, the church here today uh, is that we are at war uh, and we need to be able to fight this war that we're going through uh, there are many different wars uh, the war of financial need uh, the wars of lies uh, the wars of fear uh, the wars of the demonic attacks uh, that are coming against us uh, but if we pull together as a church uh, we pull together as a body of believers uh, we say come on devil uh, you should have took me out a long time ago uh, because now that I'm alive uh, I just endured one battle uh, and the Lord made me a little bit stronger than I was uh, when you try to take me out the last time uh, go ahead and shoot uh, go ahead and throw your spear go ahead and throw your lies uh, but I got somebody uh, on my side uh, and I'm willing uh, to take it uh, before you I shouldn't have ate that arroz con leche but I was hungry Some of the things in your life that appear to be battles are really a gift from God. And some of the things in your life that appears to be a gift is really a curse. I've learned that. 
David is out fighting the Philistines. Uh, he's out there fighting uh, and fighting and fighting. Uh, and in the midst of the fighting, uh, life gets a little bit harder in his life. I love it because there's so much that you can learn from this. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse First Samuel, Samuel chapter 18, verse 8 says, Saul was angry. This refrain displeased in him. They have credited David with 10,000 of his thoughts, but me only with 1,000? He's upset here. Then it goes on in saying in verse 9, and from that time Saul kept a close eye on David. I need to tell you that because if you endured one battle and you went through one battle, the devil's still going to go after you. He has an eye on you. He's going to look at you on your weakest point. Uh, he's going to look at you when you have your guard down. Uh, he's going to get you when you, pr when you stopped praying. Uh, he's going to get you uh, when you're at your lowest moment. Uh, you have to begin to declare war at every time of your life. Uh, Saul is going crazy here. Uh, he's upset at him. Uh, but I believe here, uh, and when you begin to look at David's life uh, David uh, had to be able to put the guard of God over his life uh, because David now was a threat to Saul but he still served Saul uh, he still served Saul uh, and there's a lot of times in our lives uh, that people get us mad uh, people get under our skin uh, you want to go after them uh, with anger uh, and envy uh, see Saul uh, was after David and David could have crushed him. David could have took him out. But David was a good steward to Saul. David was so good that in the rage of this war that was taking place in his life, we see Saul, a walking, talking, breathing civil war within him. Where David now has to play a harp for Saul. This is interesting here. Because David now has to take this place of knowing that Saul is after him. But David is there uh, doing what he does the best. Uh, when he was tending the sheep uh, and the sheep were there and nobody invited him to the ceremony to be king, uh, he had no envy. He had no, no, he didn't despise his brothers and his fathers. Uh, he tended those sheep the way that God gave it to him. Uh, and now that he knows that battles are coming his way, uh, David is sitting there in his house. Uh, David is sitting there playing the harp. He is playing the harp. He is singing and praising his na God's name. He is singing hallelujah. 
He's playing the harp. He is there. He is praising and he is strumming and he's thinking to himself with one eye open thinking, who is this guy going to do? And all of a sudden, as he's playing the harp, all of a sudden a spear comes his way. Thank be to God that David has some good reflexes. That David has the anointing of God over his life. You see, when you have the anointing and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can dodge anything that comes your way. You can dodge anything that may come your way. And when you praise God and when you shout to God and you enjoy the moment of worship, the devil can come at you, but you can dodge those spears. You can dodge those lies. You can dodge those things. And here is David. He is strumming. He is playing. He is strumming to the very fullest. A spear comes his way and he dodges it. David could have gonna put a hand on the harp and put a hand on the spear. He could have said, God, you will forgive me later. I'll take this guy out now. But no, he continued worshiping. He continued to praise him. Oh my God. David does what he has been doing all his life, pleasing God. Question that you need to ask yourself. Where's your hand? Is your hand on the spear? Is your hand on the harp? It's a question that we need to ask ourselves. There must have been another, another person in that room. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. But I know who was in that room. It was God the Father. God's hand was there all along. Sometimes in your battles, you may not know what got you through it. You may be in a situation and all of a sudden, you think that you scared off the devil you think you scared off the attackers, uh, but you didn't see what was behind you. Uh, it was Abba Father. Uh, it was our Father uh, right behind us. Uh, and he began to fight our battles. See, God already crowned you, and God has already gave you the authority, but you have to be patient. Now there's the, the weapon in our lives. This means the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, fleshly, or bodily, but the mighty through God pulling down the strongholds. I'm here today to tell you the best weapon that we have in our lives. As I was speaking a little while ago, the best weapon that we have today is our worship, our praise. When we glorify God, God already crowned you. God already gave David the news. And I'm here today to 
to tell you uh, we have to come to a place of our lives uh, to be able to worship God uh, throughout anything that we go through. Uh, we saw in Psalms 59 verse 9, uh, you are my strength. Uh, I watch for you. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that no matter what you are going through, uh, the weapon that you have uh, is the Holy Spirit uh, that's within us. Uh, that the praise that comes out of our mouth, uh, stop being so negative. Uh, stop being so critical over yourself. Uh, if you are going through something, uh, say, God, uh, I know it's a gift. Uh, I know there's a reward after this. Uh, I know that there is a blessing after this. Uh, go ahead, devil. We're scared to say that. I believe with all of my heart so when you look at David's life and you look at what he had gone through he's pouring out his heart in Psalms 59 there's something there that that he's that he's talking about See, when you look at your life and you look at what you face and what you go through, here is David. He's trying to be a good steward. He's trying to be a man after God's heart. And here is Saul trying to take him out. Some of you are in this place here today and the devil is trying to take you out. Some of you walked into this place wounded. Some of you came in here today and if I could be honest with you, a spear got you. It skinned you. You're bleeding internal because the lies of the enemy got you. And sometimes we believe what the enemy is saying. You're useless. You're worthless. All you are is a failure. And inside you're saying to God, yes, I am. Because I keep failing. I keep messing up. I keep coming short. I keep getting sick. I can't just get the upper hand of God's blessing in my life. And we can come to that rage of war. Being mad. Not only at what's coming out against us, but we can hold our fist towards God. Say, God, how can you allow this? How can you allow me to go through this? How can I have to go through all of this that's taking place in my life? We could be David with one hand on the heart praising God, praising his name. But on the other hand, we have the, the spear here. 
And you have to choose and pick. Uh, are you going to go with despair and go out with revenge? Uh, or are you going to continue just to praise him uh, and praise God uh, and glorify God? Uh, and that's the last thing that we have to understand uh, is the only way to life. Uh, the only way that life is going to be is that you give God praise. Uh, you give him worship. Uh, and you begin to praise him to the very fullest. Uh, you say, well, my marriage is not getting better. Uh, my kids are not coming. Uh, keep playing that harp. Uh, keep worshiping him. Uh, keep glorifying him. Uh, keep praising him to the very fullest. I used to think battles... I used to think battles were God was trying to come against me because I failed or I did things. God is not after you to wound you. God is not after you to make your life miserable. God is not after you to make your life hell, if I could say that. He's out to help you. He's out to reach out to you and uplift you and, 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 and make you understand that every battle that you go through is a gift at the end. Is it tough? This is why David was saying what he was saying in Psalms 59. We need to flip the switch and confuse the devil. Because for far too long, the devil has confused the heck out of you. You don't know which way you're going, you don't know what you're doing, you're confused. The devil's a liar. He's a deceiver. But tonight, we're going to make the devil crazy. You just didn't hear me. We want to confuse the devil. You say, Pastor, how do we make the devil confuse? How do you get under his skin? How do you make him frustrated? How? You do what he does to you. And the way that we're going to do it, the way that we're going to confuse him, you're going to praise God uh, no matter what you're going through. You're going to praise God uh, if you have cancer. You're going to praise God if you have a heart disease. Uh, you're going to praise God if your marriage is on the rocks. Uh, you're going to praise God if your kids are even on addiction or on drugs or alcohol. We're going to praise God uh, no matter what you're going through. You're going to confuse the devil. Uh, the devil's going to 
say, why are they worshiping me? Why are they praising him? Why are they glorifying God? They should be crying. No, we're not crying. We're crying because God is with us. We're praising him in the moment of our distress. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, lift up your hands to God in this place today. Come on. Come on, lift up your hands right now. We're going to declare war in this place. Some of you are in a battle right now. You're in a battle. First today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I accept you into my heart. Make me new. In Jesus' name. You said that prayer. You have just been invited to heaven. <laughs> Church, how many are in a battle in this place today? Well, five of us, I've been preaching to the wrong crowd. Church, how many are in a battle in this place today? Then what we need to do is we need to get out of our chair. You just need to come to this altar right now. And you need to praise God. You need to worship God. You need to declare victory in this place today. If there's an illness in your body, you come right up right now. If there's a situation in your life right now, you come and declare war over the enemy right now. You come and praise his name out loud. Uh, come on, uh, get out of your chair and praise.